This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323read. You can subscribe for as little as $2. $2! That's patreon.com slash 323read, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 323-R-E-I-D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 323. I'm your host, Reed Murphy. It is insanity. Insanity in everything. Sports, gas prices, uh, potential World War III. But definitely, definitely the NFL. It's true madness. It's March Madness. We're actually at tourney time in college basketball we will get to that we will get through the nfl madness and we can only get to it with the help of the one and only our besties here the one and only scott elia hi scott hello reed and of course our good friend from animation deliberation the one and only zahir ali hi zoo i got it I gotta ask, was I supposed to be recording on audition? Oh no, you're good. Okay. <laughs> hey man, thanks for having me back. <laughs> uh are you guys having a great NFL offseason so far? I'm having a great time looking at other people's teams to distract from the misery of my own. Yeah. I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck Scott, by the way, actually. Where's John? Where's John from Phil from Bridesburg? Fuck Scott. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> we, we Zoo and I as Washington fans could have had a lot of enjoyment watching Scott's Tampa Bay Buccaneers just fall apart. And we were in the process <laughs> of that. It was happening. And then just out of nowhere, that asshole comes right back. Comes right back. Couldn't stand one month with his kids. <laughs> listen, listen, as a father of two, I can understand that on a personal note. <laughs> We will clearly the whole world understood because that was just like yeah yeah we, that makes that makes sense yeah everybody everybody got it immediately somebody said the kids turned the channel for the fifth like they turned the wrong channel on for the fifth time while he was watching something and just had enough <laughs> they watched Patriot highlights one too many times <laughs> but as we as we jump into this I usually do news to know at the start of the show, but there is really so much NFL news that has happened that it has completely swamped everything else. So I can just only run through everything briefly because the power of the NFL, like I said, it rolls over every other sport, like with off season coverage while the others are in their regular seasons, or you have like major league baseball had a major lockout. They were at each other's necks for months. They finally ended the lockout. There's major transactions happening. And all of that gets overshadowed by what's happening with the NFL. You've got Kyrie Irving in the NBA. He looked unstoppable, putting up 60 against uh, the other night for the Nets. You have Kyrie and New York City's mayor, Eric Adams. He's a crazy shit. They're going to war with the state over Kyrie's vac status. We don't have time for that. 
Brittany Griner, WNBA superstar, all-star. She's been in Russian jail for weeks over quote-unquote vape cartridges, and she's basically being used as a war pawn. You got LeBron James going all out for the scoring title with any real postseason Laker chances dead in the water. There's a lot of funny NBA stuff, actually, that happened. I don't know if you all saw the other night, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's my favorite thing that I've seen. Their game got delayed because they both came out wearing white uniforms. Oh, God. It's incredible. I don't know who let that shit happen, but it it made my day. That's why you don't wear white on your own home turf. Like, rep your colors. It it shouldn't even be an issue. Right. I don't know why that's so funny. I'm home? Okay, I wear the home colors. I don't know why that's an NBA thing where they wear white at home and it confuses everybody now. Stupid cowboys. Uh, In the soccer world, we have star Kazuyoshi Mura playing his 37th season. He is 55 years old, and he is debuting for the Suzuka Point Getters. It's his debut in the Japanese fourth tier. That's credit to Bleacher Report because I don't know what that is, but good for him. It kind of puts Tom Brady to shame, but it also makes me very fearful that Tom Brady's going to continue on for another 10 fucking years. <laughs> Better enjoy it. UFC, we had Jorge Masvidal. He lost the great UFC MAGA battle to Colby Covington. I want to get into that, but it's no time. I'm assuming there's some hockey stuff, probably. Can I add one? What do you got? Alex Ovechkin got his 767th goal and now is number three. Three in the NHL for career history for goals shot. I knew there was hockey stuff. Yes. That's the and right it kind was of hockey against stuff. the New York Islanders. Fuck New York sports. Woo! Yay. How are the Caps doing, Zoo? Real quick before we jump into the how are the Caps doing? They're not playing the prettiest hockey right now. They're they got a lot of their injured players back, including Bax Ramoshi and Mantha, so they're kind of getting the chemistry with the big guys back and uh, maintaining their playoff potential. Um, it's not the prettiest hockey, but they're winning here and there. And yeah, it is what it is. Just it's fingers crossed every game. Okay. How close are we to the playoffs? Because it always sneaks up on me every single year. We are fourth in the Metro right now. So we are lined up for the playoffs. I don't think there's too much of a possibility unless we lose every game until April of us dropping from there, but um, we're kind of on the tail end of it. Perfect. Perfect. So yes, hockey stuff is there too, but we only have that much time, but we have to dedicate (laughs) something when the net, when the caps are doing well, daylight savings time, it might become permanent. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Do, are we all on the same page of where I can play fanfare for that one? Holy shit, I, think I, saw, we're all in agreement. I saw people going at each other's throats yesterday on Twitter about that. <laughs> it's always something. But, I like the sun being up, so. Yeah, we're going to stay Wait, away. Yeah, you people again, there's people against it? They don't want it to go away? Yeah, they're these uh, hashtag standard time stands. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, they really want it. <laughs> <laughs> I need my extra hour of sleep. I don't like it being dark at 4 a.m. 
Oh, we're going to jump into this March Madness first in March Madness, though. It's the NFL March Madness because it comes first every year. And every year it seems to be getting wilder and wilder and wilder with the off seasons. This year has been insane, especially when you go to the stars of the team, the quarterbacks. We have had nothing but nonstop madness and transactions going through these. Scott, I want to get to your top five observations from the offseason so far. But before before we get into that, I just want to go through the notable things that have happened. Some of the notable things with quarterbacks, especially Zoo, before the show started, was giving us his pain over Russell Wilson being traded to the Denver Broncos from the Seattle Seahawks. It ends the Super Bowl LOB era, along with them releasing their probable future Hall of Famer Bobby Wagner. Denver gave up firsts and seconds in the next two drafts, along with a couple players like Drew Locke, who puts on for his city. I, it sucks. It sucks for Washington fans because we wanted Russell Wilson so badly. We made a big offer for him. I'm not sure if that offer was bigger than Denver's, but I know that we still made a huge offer and we still got denied because they wanted him out of the AFC. Zoo, do you have any tears for us? Uh, if I provide them right now, I might drown out my mic and I won't last the rest of the show. So I will hold in the <laughs> tears for after. But um, yeah, I started off as a Seahawks fan because I have a lot of family in Seattle and I was trying to uh, expose myself to the NFL. And then eventually became a Washington fan because I live here and I was living with friends who are Washington fans. So couldn't really get away from it. But I, I always love Seattle unless they're playing Washington and for him to not only not come to Washington, but to go to the Broncos was just uh, holding the tears. Holding the tears. Well, I might be able to work them out, work those tears out with the next trade news. Carson Wentz for two thirds, two third round picks <laughs> over to Washington and the commanders took on his $28 million salary. It immediately drowned <sighs> their great cap space that they have uh, it is made for a very fun start for the washington offseason uh oof they got we paid up two-thirds for carson wentz meanwhile the la chargers who have been making crazy acquisitions got khalil mack from chicago for only a second and a six i don't even think the sixth crazy. round pick was from this year but we paid we paid two-thirds for carson wentz Broken ankles. Sticking with quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, he is staying in Green Bay after bitching and moaning for two years about being in Green Bay, not getting the respect in Green Bay. He has decided to stay in Green Bay on a cap-friendly deal. It's a team-friendly contract that'll pay him $150 million over the next three years. Somehow that's team-friendly. <laughs> Only other teams make it work. It's Team Rodgers-friendly. Speaking of goats that wear number 12, Tom Brady, Scott's baby boy. He's, he's back. He's back, and he was overshadowed again. Ev How do you like, Scott, that every piece of news that Tom Brady has made this year almost immediately gets swamped by something else? <laughs> His retirement got swamped by the racism lawsuit. Right. I mean, he just makes uh, so many headlines. Like, it's like, oh, something else about Tom Brady. Oh, something important. 
Right. I think that plays into it because I think people are just so gassed out on Tom Brady for the past 20 plus years that whenever any kind of news comes up with him, they're like, okay, whatever. On to the next big thing. Speaking of the next big thing, Deshaun Watson, a little tougher of a nut to crack here. He will not face criminal charges after a grand jury did not find enough evidence to charge him on any of the nine cases that they were looking at. The I I know how Sports Center, all the sports media has jumped into this about immediately where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? But before we ever jump into that, I do want to ask if either of you also think like I do that it was kind of gross just how fast everyone moved on. Like it was mm-hmm. quick in how people moved from continuing to question the dude who was not cleared. And that's a very important uh, distinction that I think people need to make. He was not cleared of the crimes. They just did not charge him. Um, he was not cleared in the case. Nobody's focusing on that anymore or the women, the alleged victims. Instead, we just immediately moved on to where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Did that did that strike you all in any kind of way or did you all also immediately just move to that? I mean, for me, at least, I mean, I've been on, I've been speculating where Deshaun's going to be going for the last year and a half because I've always felt he's never going to be in Texas. It'd be in Houston, regardless of what the outcome from everything was going to be. Um, I think the reason why everyone moved on so quickly is because I'm wondering what, what evidence or lack thereof from the cases was brought forward to where it was completely, he was completely cleared of everything. Like, was it all hearsay and it was all just false allegations? Maybe that's why I was kind of swept under the rug so fast or, you know, what was actually true and what wasn't true. Maybe that was one reason, but I'm right there with you. I was kind of shocked at how fast it actually just kind of got kicked to the white side. I don't think I was too shocked about how quick it was because like every podcast that I've listened to from the commander's perspective of like wanting to acquire him, it's like they brought it up so much where it's like, here's football talk, but like we understand that, you know, we're not trying to diminish anyone's opinion or their thoughts or their feelings or anything of that sort, but we're talking football, blah, blah, blah. So I think that was just drilled into my brain so much to where it's like everyone's saying it's like we're not saying that it's not important, but we are talking football right now. Uh, that's kind of what the conversation is about. And those are the headlines that we've been seeing is from the perspective of people who just talk football. So while it is disturbing that it moved on so quick we are looking from a football perspective and i'm sure if we looked at media outlets that were non-football related you i mean even on twitter like you've seen people blowing up about like just how little attention it's getting in this and that and as sad as it is i i think we're intentionally not looking for the stories that address that because they're definitely out there they're definitely out there, and I think looking at the fan bases of the teams that are connected to them, because I know watching like Washington Reddit, it was a civil war leading up before we made the Carson mm-hmm. Wentz trade. It was a civil war of people who wanted him or who didn't want him, and I don't know how you felt. I know personally I was dreading it, and I was actually very relieved. It was the only bit of relief yeah. I got out of us trading for Carson Wentz is – I already struggle with the morality. Fan morality is tough because there's kind of hypocrisy in everything. There's hypocrisy in everything we do all the time with the way cancel culture is, all of it. 
And with Washington already having the controversies that they've had with yeah. sexual harassment, with the cheerleaders, with the name as it used to be, the Redskins, everything that's gone forward, adding Deshaun Watson just felt like a step too far for me that it was actually starting to make me contemplate whether I could support, like watch that team, watch and support that team anymore, or if I would have to just become Rob Lowe, NFL fan. fan. No, not yeah. a Bucks fan. <laughs> but, I mean, no, I agree. I think of... there's so much, I think there's so many things going on right now in DC right now with that franchise. The last thing they want to do is add more bad press at this point. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who were trying to defend it too because they were like, look at Mike Vick, look at Ben Roethlisberger, like all of them got second chances. And, you know, they were like, as long as he wins a Super Bowl, like everyone's going to forget about stuff like that. But it's not something that's supposed to be forgotten. And if you're, if Ron Rivera is trying to establish a culture in that locker room, like how do you justify whether he's guilty or not? Like nothing could have happened, but that's up there, right? That's in the players' minds, right? And they're supposed to look at him as a leader because he's the quarterback. So it's like, it's like, man, like if he was our quarterback on game day, like I would be cheering, but you can't like you, there's gotta be another quarterback out there, right? There has to be, there has to be, there's, <laughs> there's always like another option that can make you feel a little better about it. And we just got over the Dwayne Haskins stuff. Like, right. I don't want to deal with a dramatic quarterback again. Like I'd rather deal with the one who's going to be in a body cast for the rest of the year. Yeah. And especially, <laughs> especially a quarterback that we don't know how the NFL is going to handle this situation. We, mm-hmm. the NFL tends to, they swing and miss on a lot when it comes to punishments. We see, we've seen that with, how they handled the Ray Rice situation with how they handled the Kareem Hunt situation with how they're handling Calvin Ridley's situation. We saw, you see that in Atlanta the last couple weeks, he's the star receiver for the Falcons replaced Julio Jones. He took half of the season off last year for mental health reasons. And he's now been suspended for at least a year for gambling on games when he was out when he was not playing he's been suspended for a full year I don't know how the NFL is going to handle Deshaun Watson I don't know what kind of internal investigation they'll do what that'll turn up because I don't really trust their internal investigations looking at Dan Snyder looking at how they handled Ezekiel Elliott a couple years ago and it just makes me kind of feel bad it makes me it not kind of it makes me feel bad for the women for the alleged victims in this case, because I know people compared Deshaun Watson's case right now to Ben Roethlisberger. That's the biggest one. And like Steelers fans, like our very own Jeremiah Fletcher have been frustrated with that. They hate to hear the Ben Roethlisberger thing come up and up and up. But the difference to me in that is like his was a one-on-one civil case. It was settled. Deshaun Watson no matter what, I don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened, but it's not just a, he said, she said battle. It's a, he, he said, she 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 said over and over 22 cases. And when there's smoke, there's fire. And that's a lot of smoke. I'm you don't know if some of them are lying, trying to get money, but I just have to feel like some there's some truth to something in this case, and I would just 
I'm happy that we're avoiding that. Now, as he's back, he's meeting with teams now as to because he has a no trade clause. He can go where he essentially wants to go, and he has unleashed hell and chaos amongst the quarterback needyish teams in the league, like the Browns. We saw last night they had a meeting with Deshaun Watson a couple weeks after they publicly committed to Baker Mayfield long-term. They just said it. They didn't actually give him a contract. But now they broke poor Baker's heart. They're going to kick the man out of his home, apparently. We see he lives in that fucking stadium in all those commercials. They're kicking the man and his family (laughs) out. (laughs) He's going to have to go somewhere else. He put out like a little goodbye letter to the Browns, to the Browns fans last night, essentially. Did you really? Yes, he put out a, where is this, on Twitter. He, because I guess he's taking this personally, he's reading, he's reading the writing on the walls, and he wrote in a note saying, Cleveland, the past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I've had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan throughout this process. I've given this franchise everything I have. That is something I've always done at every stage and at every level, and that will not change wherever I take my next snap. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embraced who I am and the mentality that aligns so well with this city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have in our lives. Sincerely, Baker Reagan Mayfield. And that was the biggest shock. His middle name is Reagan. I feel really bad because you you said that. I opened up Twitter, and the first thing that came up on Twitter is a joke that's saying HBO was announced a new season of The Leftovers, and it's Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, and Jameis Winston. (laughs) Oh, God. I was even reading a report earlier today um, from uh, Houston's camp, especially in regards to a trade with the Browns for Deshaun. And the Texans even came out already saying that they have zero interest in having Baker being even a piece of that trade. They're only interested in picks. So Baker's going to get dealt somewhere. Um, They're already, Houston already came out saying they're comfortable having, you know, Mills coming out being their quarterback next year, anyways. Yeah, that's, and that seems to be the position the Texans have taken this whole time. They do not want your quarterback. They don't want your trash quarterback. They want picks. Yeah, they want your picks and your good defensive players. And that's a situation. And Kyle Allen, too. Right. And that's a situation why I think Carolina is the perfect trade partner for him, even though my Panthers fans' friends hate the idea of giving up McCaffrey and Jeremy Chen and three first rounders, three second rounders. New right, Orleans. because McCaffrey plays so much throughout the season. They still love that man. He's the great well, white hope. The, well, did the Panthers already come out stating that like everyone's on the table except for Chin? I, like, he's the only one that's not on the table. They said that, but they're getting desperate. I have right. to imagine that he's going to be on the table. <laughs> did did you? But did you see that the Indianapolis had requested to speak with Deshaun to Houston, and they immediately declined? Like he's like, no, that there's no interest in going to the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that would be so good, though. That would make. Well, them so weren't the dominant. Falcons kind of like a surprise? We're interested party as well. They yeah, they're making I, a big campaign to get him home to Atlanta. Yeah, I think it's really. I think it's the four teams: the Browns. It's the Browns, the Falcons, the Panthers, and 
the Saints. What's the fourth? The Saints. That's it. The Saints. The entire NFC South, except for those fucking Tampa Bay fuddy duddies. <laughs> I mean, they were in the lineup until Brady came back. Right. See how much he ruined. Yeah, that looked like that. That seemed to be the all points, like all signs are pointed to Tampa Bay before Brady came back. So, we'll go ahead and just dive into it real quickly. Where do you all think he ends up? Where do you think he ends up, and how much is he actually going to play? Because my my prediction is he ends up in Carolina for a assload of picks and misses half the season next year. I think that's all he's going to get is an eight-game suspension. I mean, I'm seeing NFC somewhere in the NFC South because NFC North is good for the most part because the Lions are going to suck no matter who they have. Kirk Cousins is sticking around. Oh my God! Rodgers is back. Oh, Keep trust me, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Trust okay. Me. All right. We'll Chicago get to that. Is, Chicago set with Fields, <laughs> and then the the AS the NFC West is good to go too. So it's like, except for maybe the Giants. I mean, I guess the Eagles have the resources. I, I guess I just I don't want to picture him in the NFC East. No. So I'm just I'm going to think it's somewhere in the NFC South. <laughs> and it and it would make um, sense that Cleveland would be. Cleveland would fuck up this way. Oh yeah, that'd right. be so funny. Well, my thing is, if I'm Deshaun, I'm gonna have to figure out exactly try to get a better handle on like the state of the league. Which, like I said, we'll get into with that whole top five that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but if I'm Deshaun, I'm gonna want to stay in the NFC at this point with how loaded the AFC is just oh, all yeah. across the board. So I think Jameis is gonna stay in New Orleans. I think he's solidified himself there. I think they just need to work out a deal. Um, but my my gut feeling is right with you, Reed. Panthers, half a season, if not three quarters of a season. Um, some money as far as the fine goes. So um, so I'm interested to see what Carolina actually gives up at this point. It's going to be it's going to be the biggest trade in it's going to be one of the biggest trades in NFL history, at least in modern. Oh, history, it's going to I'm blow sure. the it's going to blow the Russell Wilson one that just happened out of the water. Oh, abs- oh, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be madness. And as we continue with the madness, real quick, a shout out to Twitter's very own Ari Mirov, Ari Mirov, also known as at My Sports Update. You find him on Twitter. If you are an NFL fan, you have to follow that dude. Dude keeps every transaction rolling throughout the day. You never miss any NFL news, and he does it nice and neatly. It's the best. Just today, we're going to put this show out. We are recording this show, just for people to know, on Wednesday, March 16th. It is 8.55 p.m. We are going to put this thing out immediately. I don't know how much crazy shit is going to go down in the hour to two hours between recording and posting. But already today in the NFL, just the craziness. Von Miller, he is going to Buffalo on a six-year, $120 million deal. I don't know why they gave him six years. Chandler Jones, he's going to the Raiders. Julio Jones was cut by the Titans. Yannick Ngakwe was traded to the Colts from the Raiders. Miles Jack, who famously gave an L sign to the Steelers in the Jaguars playoff game years back, he is now headed to the Steelers. Zadarius Smith, he was cut by the by the Packers as you know the first casualty of Aaron Rodgers' new contract. He's going back home to Baltimore. Austin Hooper, star tight end for the Browns, has been cut. O.J. Howard also going to Buffalo, and just now Raheem Mostert from the 49ers. He is headed to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I I was just about to say that too. I just saw that. It 
never stops. Even in the broadcast area, that's even going nuts with deals. Because now, Troy Aikman, who was famously part of the team of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Fox NFL Sundays, you love him or you hate him, he's the A-team, he's one of the best around. He is now headed to ESPN on a massive $17.5 million per year deal. He'll be making more than Stephen A. Smith there to do Monday Night Football. Joe Buck was also traded from Fox to ESPN. Because, Good riddance. Yeah, they do. They, well, it's still like massive. I mean, he was doing the World Series and everything for Fox, but they traded him. And it, may, it reminds you that broadcasters can get traded too, because that's how right. Al, that's how Sunday Night Football got Al Michaels. They traded. I think ESPN had him. And Disney made the trade of Al Michaels to NBC because they needed the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Because he's <laughs> something close to Mickey Mouse. Does that right. mean that there's going to be a lot of Monday Night Cowboys games and that's the only thing those two people can talk about? It's got to be. It's got to be. 100%. They might even be taking Aaron Andrews back to ESPN from Fox. It's oh, just gonna, It's going to be a whole thing. And on top of that, Fox has the Super Bowl next year. So... That'll be fun to see who's uh, who's going to be rolled out for that. I'm hoping it's uh, Detective Bagabitch, a.k.a. Mar- Marshawn Lynch. Let's go. But <laughs> Let's go. Murderville is so good. Oh, Murderville is so good. <laughs> I'm glad that hit for somebody. It took me a second. I was like, Detective? Oh. <laughs> As we go through the madness, it's just a mad mad world before we get into your top five scott zoo washington what are they doing they haven't really done anything except kind of hurt everybody's feelings they hurt matt ionitis's feelings apparently by telling him he wasn't going to be cut and then they cut him today they pissed him off uh our biggest acquisition so far has been carson wentz and apparently two kickers what are we Not doing even- we didn't even acquire the one that we wanted. These just tendered. Great. That's wonderful. Like, awesome. We don't even know if we have the kicker we like. How, Why was that not signed right away? How are you feeling? I can see the passion already. How are you I'm feeling? I'm really about frustrated. This? I'm really frustrated because, and honestly, it's the everything. Okay. So Carson Wentz ruined my day. Yeah, but I'm like come to terms with it. It could potentially be a good thing, but with all the people that we just released, Eric Flowers is the one that like genuinely pissed me off. Matt Ioannidis, okay, he's not a starter. Tim Seidel, okay, he's not a starter. But we could have traded Payne and then had him as a starter. Um, JD McKissick, I see his value, but if we have a healthy Curtis Samuel and a running back in the draft, then it's like we don't really need him because Patterson does a fantastic job, in my opinion. Gibson is a catching running back. So, okay, but he came back anyway, so it's like, all right. But, like, how are you going to get rid of both of your guards and Brandon Sheriff and Eric Flowers? Like, your pitch was that you had one of the best O-lines in the NFL. The fact that you were down to your fourth string center and still establishing a solid line. You got rid of two of those pieces. Are your second stringers like ready for that in Wes Schweitzer and Sadiq Charles? I know so they really like, like Wes Schweitzer. He's he's good. I think he's good in that. But when you have two replacements, that's where the issue comes in because we know how injury prone Carson is. And every time I try to talk myself into like, uh, like 
justifying that trade like okay it's two-thirds and taking on the contract it's like if you're taking away what he needs to succeed like what's the plan here are we relying solely on draft are we making money for terry mclaurin or like is there a big shot linebacker (coughs) bobby wagner that you're trying to get like (laughs) like i i get that marty mayhew like keeps things to himself but it's like like, give me a little whisper in the ear of like what's actually going on because I don't understand. That does feel like it will be the big transaction, the big win for our offseason is giving Terry McLaurin that extension that he so rightfully deserves and we need to keep him. Yeah, give him like 10 years. It's fine. And I'm still, I'm holding out hope like you. I really want Bobby Wagner. He would yeah. do so much. It would be like getting, like when we got London Fletcher, except mm-hmm. this is an even more established linebacker. Yeah at that age oh it is so fun it is so fun to be a commander's fan aren't you jealous scott i'm so jealous of our new name and our 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 quarterback with two broken ankles i mean at least our receivers don't do jumping jacks off the field in the middle of a game that's true (laughs) but we could sign him there's a reason why he's not on the team anymore at this point well you don't have wins we have discipline (laughs) <laughs> actually we have when we have and we have a win over uh tampa bay last year oh my god there was a picture that was tweeted out right after brady said he was coming back of like taylor heineke laying on the couch with the baby but the baby was brady's face oh, and so it was funny. like heineke's child is back <laughs> that's so funny so yeah it's every other team's misery that's like making me feel a little better but like man, i don't get it I don't get it. Like I have my my predictions for the draft, but I just don't get it. Well, we'll get into like the... we're not even anywhere even near close to even being done with free agency because there's so many big names still even sitting here right now. Like Teron Armstead hasn't signed anywhere. Terry Matthew hasn't signed anywhere. Alan Robinson isn't anywhere yet. Like there's still so many names waiting to get to get signed at this point. And that's that's what's insane about this whole process is Free agency officially kicked off today, Wednesday at 4 p.m. We've been, it's been nonstop news and madness about transactions since Monday. One of my favorites being, and Zoo, you talked about misery. This should make you very happy. I watched it as it happened when Dallas uh, pretty much patted themselves on the back for re signing Randy Gregory and giving him an extension. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Denver just tweets back to them uh, just some gif saying surprise, and then the news came out that he's actually signing with the Broncos. That was my favorite thing. That's the oh best thing. Oh, my God. That was such an F you by Gregory. It made me so happy. Social media teams in these for these NFL teams, it, they're getting better and better. That's amazing. Scott, that's that that would be in my top five observations, but I want to see if it makes Scott Elia's top five oh, observations God. from the offseason so far. Let's hit that music. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the three two threes top five. Oh shit. Here we go again. You're clear. Wonderful. Uh, yes. Yeah, so one of my top five, we've already been talking about in length. That's just a, the current free agency shitstorm going on right now. We are only five hours 
into the free agency time. And it hasn't slowed down. It's not going to slow down. Like I said, there's so many big names still available. It's By the time we actually start wrapping up the show, who knows what else is going to happen at this point. <laughs> so we've already beat that one with that horse. So it is what it is. Um, one of the more boring ones that I've kind of been kicked picked up in uh, the last couple days um proposed overtime rule change by the uh the colts the eagles and the titans uh the colts and eagles want to try to keep it to where both teams just straight up get an opportunity to possess the ball like at how it is like in college and stuff like that right. they just have to match it the titans want to keep it how it is but in order for the team who receives an overtime in overtime for them to just walk off and win they have to score a two-point conversion first so they still have to go for two and if they miss it then the other team gets the ball so that's something to kind of keep a close eye on i think that's going to be a really big hot topic this season especially with all the craziness that happened in the postseason um this year with overtime rules um something i kind of hinted at before that russell wilson trade has completely changed changed the landscape for both conferences the afc got that much more difficult and the nfc just got that much more easy at this point if you just take a step back and look at which teams have which quarterbacks the vast majority of top tier quarterbacks are now in the afc mahomes jackson wilson uh you can even make an argument for mac jones and the patriots just because belichick is there josh allen like the afc is going to be competitive and it's gonna be very 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 difficult the NFC, on the other hand, me and you talked about this the other day. It really boils down to three teams now. Now that Rodgers is staying in Green Bay and Brady's back, it's Tampa Bay, the Rams, and Green Bay. Everybody else, it's just going to be whoever's hot next season at that point. Really, so, really discounting Commander Carson? Um, Not when you sprain both ankles. I, I'm sorry. I, I got I to gotta walk away from that. He's <laughs> arguably the best in the NFC East. He, Ooh, we can get back to right. that argument. After we lost him from Philly, we can get back to the Wentz-Dak argument. Right. Um, something that I won't shed, go too deep into because this could be a whole show within itself is the whole upcoming draft and the combine results and all this kind of stuff. Oh, we're getting um, what there. Was, right. What seemed to be one of the more softer drafts this coming offseason, um, I think it's because there hasn't been like the big names like the Trevor Lawrence's or the Justin Fields and like all these big quarterback names. But this definitely looks to be one of the more deeper drafts ever. And I think that goes back to something that we talk about time and time again. It's just parity in professional sports right now is at an all-time high. It doesn't matter what school a kid goes to nowadays. If he can play, he can play. And, I mean, you saw multiple people this off this combine posting in sub 4240s. And they're just so fast nowadays. Um, so that's going to be something to look out to um, at this point. And the biggest thing that I've taken away from this offseason is somehow, and I will never understand how he keeps getting away with it, but Kirk Cousins still keeps getting paid guaranteed <laughs> money. And I don't understand. He just signed that extension, $35 million guaranteed for 2023, $40 million for this upcoming season. He has no, tra no trade clause, and he's going to have $25 million signing bonus. <laughs> how the hell does he keep getting money? He's the finesse king. He's I don't the, get it. He's the new Sam Bradford. I just Bradford. don't get it. <laughs> it's just insane. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> he looked up to Sam Bradford. He wanted to get money like him. Thirty-five uh, million guaranteed for another year. 
<laughs> converted to forty million. He's making forty million this year. They didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> no. <laughs> like the last two years. Um, I think the year before they actually made a pretty good run. I think they got right to the divisional round, and Kirk picked up his first playoff win. But still, the thing is that he's he's just. His stat line is so quiet, though. Like, he, you, there's so much other activity going on in the league every season that people just forget. And especially with having Dalvin Cook in Minnesota, they rely so heavily on their running their like their running game. I mean, his quarterback rating this past season was a 103. He put up three, 33 touchdowns with seven picks, um, 66.3 uh, completion percentage. So, like, he's solid. But not to the tune of thirty-five million dollars guaranteed. Like I don't get it. No he's, one does. He's just that guy. I don't understand. He's just I that don't guy. Understand. You gotta love him. I miss him. I want him back instead of Wentz. Oh God. Oh God. The only person I wouldn't want. You know what? We didn't bring him up. Do you all feel bad for Sam Darnold at all? Of just how openly the Panthers hate him. I just feel like he just keeps getting shit on between being at the Jets for as long as he was and going to the Panthers, and now he's seemingly on his way out for the next new shiny toy. But he's he just had, gotten a raw deal. He had such a good start. Like, what happened? And it was a crazy start. Adam I have, Gase. I have, Adam I have, Gase, that's what happened. Well, I, I think Zoo means in Carolina. Unless you mean like right. Adam, Carolina, unless you mean no, Adam in Gase, Carolina, in Carolina, unless you mean Adam Gates just like came into the stands and no, fought. I think, <laughs> no, I think the he's just not. sending him voicemails just to like throw him off before throw every it, game. Throw it deeper, <laughs> Sam. No, I think his biggest deal because you can see the drop off after McCaffrey went down and he didn't have that threat anymore, and it all solely re- relied on Darnold at that point. I just think he's just not one where he could throw the whole team on his back. He should have done all of his training camp without Christian McCaffrey at that point, knowing that he wouldn't have come in. Like I could have told you that anybody who drafts McCaffrey in the first round in fantasy is an idiot like that. And Saquon Barkley, I'm like, ah, don't know why I did that. I, I, I didn't draft him in the first round, but I definitely did trade for him. And it he was just sat there on your bench, just sat the there on the bench. Season. He played a good two weeks for me. You would have gotten more points with Washington's defense in the first round. Do you think Adam Gase is one of Sam Darnold's ghosts? <laughs> oh, 100%. Those ghosts that he saw of when he was with the Jets. And I want, did the ghosts follow him? Do they follow you to the Panthers or did they stay with the Jets? He just, he just had PCSD. The voice just kept kicking in. Is it a punishment? Like, oh, no, this is success. Is it a punishment for him or is it a punishment for the ghosts? Like, is this their eternal know, damnation but... that they have to watch Sam Darnold play? week in and week out answer questions from the press i feel like that would be a good question for uh who's uh doing the gay ghost hunting reality tv show kristen stewart yeah kristen stewart maybe we should ask kristen stewart to look into that for him she'll go investigate sam darnold's ghost (laughs) yeah instead of developing a gay ghost hunting reality tv show it's a gay ghost hunting reality tv show i like it I like it. I'm just loving the idea of like Aaron Andrews interviewing the ghosts after Panthers games. <laughs> Everything like what Elias, what went wrong? He sucks. <laughs> Put in PJ Walker. Good top five. Good top five, buddy. Jumping back real quick, our last bit of NFL talk. 
you talked you brought up the draft and the combine happened recently it was insane it almost didn't happen they had a whole big thing with the agents that they wanted some changes made a lot of players still did not participate in a lot of events but it was still very entertaining combine and just holy shit they're all monsters like mm-hmm. all of all of them are just insanely sized they're insanely fast everybody is so fucking fast why is everybody so fucking fast now like they were just shattering Deion Sanders record one by one right also rest in peace to Deion Sanders toes <laughs> don't, don't know if you all saw that story no i saw it yeah no <laughs> he had some type of surgery and he lost a couple of his toes in it they had to remove a couple of his toes makes me very he's got to be glad he's not named Deion Sandals Mm. (laughs) oh Oh, okay that's more like that's better but as always the big focus in the combine is always going to be the quarterbacks and quarterback movement. Now, this has not been an exciting year for our quarterbacks. Um, you know, we've got Aiden Hutchinson projected to be the number one pick. He's a D lineman. It looks like he'll go to the Jags. Nobody's really right. leading, at least going into the combine, nobody was too excited about the quarterbacks. I know I wasn't, but I did get a little more hype for some of these guys like Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Malik Willis from Liberty. Malik Willis looked like a his arm. Oh my god! Yeah, no, he did a no. He all, what he's been doing this offseason has just been propelling him higher and higher up everyone's draft board. The quarterback movement has been crazy, but the one person everybody had a good day, but the one person I kind of felt bad for is Scott's longtime enemy. He's an enemy of the show, officially named by Scott. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Fuck Kenny Pickett. He had a bad day. The, the quarterback from Pitt, he's been playing there for 30 years. He came in. He had a good uh, showcase of talent, as far as I know. He looked pretty good throwing the ball, doing everything else. But he started off the day. They measured his hands from, as we learned today, thumb to pinky, stretched out all the way. And he came in with the smallest quarterback hands on record at an eight and a half. And holy shit, did everybody jump on the poor guy. They treated immediately, they treated him like, um, what's her name? Dunice. I don't know if you know that Kristen Wiig skit from Saturday Night Live where they had the four, the three beautiful sisters and then the fourth beauti- the fourth sister played by Kristen Wiig, and she's just hideous, has a hideous voice and ba- <laughs> little baby hands, went a little like this. Sisters do as sisters should. We're all together, sisters. I'm Janice. I'm Holly. It's exactly how they treated the poor guy all day. Good night. A sweet dream. Sleep tight. I found a dead cat on the side of the road, so I took 
it home and put some honey on it and I cooked it and then That's Kenny Pickett. <laughs> That's how they treat it. That's exactly what Scott wanted from it. In fact, that is actually I don't know, did you watch the combine at all, Scott or Zoo? Um, I tuned in a little bit for it. I was kind of more interested in my own selfish storyline with Jermaine Johnson, the DN coming out of Florida State, who has had a stellar off-season workout program. Um, so I watched to see how he was doing, and I kind of just trickled in and saw everyone else. But yeah, no, I was blown away by the amount of talent that was even there. Well, did you yeah, see? I don't really. Did you see the little song and dance number they did with poor Kenny Pickett? No. Oh my God, we have it. This is the 2022 NFL Draft Combine, and it's quarterback day. I'm your host, Rich Eisen, and I think it's time to introduce you to some of the guys that'll be throwing in the league one day. There's Malik. Oh, your mom would really love me. And Ritter. I can throw a country mile. There's Sam Howe. I'm better than Trubisky. And I'm Kenny. It went. It played out exactly that way. And I'm Kenny. <laughs> I throw a pick in the end zone and I do illegal jokes. I have little baby hands and I call the football dukes. <laughs> so the poor guy. I gotta just... throw in there that not having a team called the Red Bulls with a quarterback with the name Hal is such a missed opportunity. Right? Oh. That's why we didn't go with Red Wolves. I guess we didn't figure we were going to be able to draft Sam Hal. We don't deserve cool Listen, games. let's be honest. Before the show started, we all measured our hands. We all found out that all our hands are bigger <laughs> than tickets. So rightfully, he's getting he's getting picked on right now. In fact, we might all get drafted ahead of him because I think he's fallen <laughs> down the boards quite a bit. Poor guy. What Zoo, I'll start with you. Was there anything that really stood out to you from the draft, from the combine? Players that you're so, looking forward to with our 11th pick. So I don't keep up with college players very much, and I was focusing on the quarterbacks more because that was what, before the Carson Wentz thing, I thought that was surefire what we were doing at 11. So my thoughts on the quarterbacks – Hal and Ritter seem to be people who could go to the second round unless somebody's truly desperate for one. Kenny Pickett's the most likely to start. I'm so sad we didn't get to watch Matt Corral because he's the one who I wanted over anybody else as a starter for Washington. I feel like with his his energy and how dynamic he is, uh, like he's just he's got that high energy that we need. For Malik Willis, my prediction is that he's going to go to a team that already has an established quarterback because. He doesn't quite have the experience yet. And I don't think anybody wants to make the Dwayne Haskins mistake where, you know, somebody said it was, it was when Dwayne Haskins joined the Steelers. Somebody said he could throw a football through a car wash. And then all the Washington fans would be like, yeah, he could, but he'd probably just throw it over instead. (laughs) So I think that's it with Malik Willis, where it's like, he's got the talent, but like, if he goes to a team that doesn't have a quarterback and he's not under a veteran for a while, I'm not sure how successful he's going to be. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of all I have on the, on the quarterbacks in terms of like mock drafts. Like we've been seeing uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah as the potential middle linebacker for Washington. I'd be perfect. Like you said, if we have speed, then if there's somebody who has a commanding, presence and can control the backfield like I wouldn't mind going for a linebacker again. 
I have to agree with that. Scott, what did you see in there? I know that you you have your bias with Florida State, but what else did you see? Um, Brees Hall is going to be that dude in the league. He's going to be a monster and a problem for years. He's a running back from where? Run, uh, running back from Iowa State. Mm. Um, that's a big name to kind of keep an eye out for. Kenny Walker from Michigan State, the wide receiver. Um, he's another one to kind of keep an eye out for. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else that kind of stuck out more so than other ones. Cause like I said, there was so much depth there. Um, you took the interior defense alignment from Georgia with Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. Like oh my they're God. just beasts. You have Devontae Wyatt. I think, I think they both ran like a 4.740 and they're all, they're both like over 340 pounds. Like, that's just scary. George, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Davis is 6'6", 340, and his 40 time was faster than Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. Right. It's, and then, like, I'm trying to think if anyone else really stuck out. Um, oh, Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, the cornerback from Cincinnati. I mean, it, it, it's clear to see why everybody who was playing Cincinnati said, keep the ball away from his side. Like, don't pass his way. Yeah, um, not him either. And he's not like to me still. I I know people are ranking him as like number one right now, but because of uh, LSU's corner Derek Stingley, he has right. been a beast for years. And I know he's had some injury issues that are making him slide a little bit, but I still think right. he's going to be a monster in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. Because um, I mean, especially with having that big of a program in LSU being the SEC, I mean. He's been up there with the best of the best because everyone knows SEC runs college football. So with him, with how good he's been for as long as he's been there, he's going to be solid. Um, and then, I mean, another big name that people were keeping an eye on all season was Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. I mean, he had a really good showing. Um, I think he's going to be a player that's going to be around for a long time at the same time, too. I think it's just going to be such a deep draft. People are going to be shocked in the next couple of years how many superstars are actually in it and how deep it actually went. It's going to be very fun to watch. The draft is always a fun time, and we're getting – we'll be – well, shit, we're actually moving very fast. Now that we're in free agency, the draft will be here in no time. Well, we were talking about O-linemen. We brought up guards. Speaking of other guards, basketball. We are in March now. It is officially March Madness. The NCAA tournament is starting on the 17th. It's back to normal. There's going to be fans in the stadiums. They have all the teams set. It's good to go. Let's talk about who to watch. And uh, you know what? Let's not even bullshit them. Do any of us actually know anything about college basketball? Not one bit. Not as much as I'd like to. <laughs> I barely keep up with the Wizards and NBA. So, yeah, everything coming up now is over my head. And I think that's... You know what? Free agency, we don't got time for that. No, but you know what? I think it's the fun of March Madness. I do a bracket every year. I don't know shit about college basketball. <laughs> I know Kentucky and Duke are usually somewhere in there. I tell you where half these schools are. <laughs> There's always some weird... Loyola, Chicago comes in with uh, the nun with Sister Jean... She pops oh, up. God. All these weird fucking schools I've never heard of. Just all they're upsetting major schools. My bracket falls apart after round one on some game on True TV. <laughs> it's madness. It's madness. Anybody can predict. And you know what? We're gonna turn it over first to our very own Hennessy Savar. 
who gave us her Super Bowl prediction two weeks after the Super Bowl. So we're going to turn it over to her to make her March of Madness prediction. Hannah, who do we got? Oh, no. Who do you got? Go Bengals. All right, go Bengals. <laughs> Idaho State. <laughs> Are they the ones that look like the, the Chick-fil-A logo? Um, You know what? Sure. As far as I know, they could be. <laughs> I know VCU isn't in it, so I don't have too much of a rooting interest. Oh, but... then I really don't care. Right. But I will give you, I'll give you the secret formula, because I have figured out the formula to great college basketball analysis when you don't know shit because all these dudes all these all these not dudes all the everybody on sports center all these things none of them know none of them know except for like jay billis they're the he's the only one who knows everybody else is making up stuff because they haven't watched a second of college basketball leading up to this all you got to do is um give me a team give me a team who should i go for who should i who should i root who should i talk about here Duke. I don't know. Duke. Oh, Duke. You gotta love Duke. How can you not love Duke? I mean, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can hate Duke. They have a whole history of, you know, just hate. But the Blue Devils, man, you gotta love the Blue Devils. Watch out for them. Watch out for them, Scott. All right, they have some really I'll, great I'll solid guard play. They got great guard play, some excellent senior leadership, the kind that you really value on a team like this. I love number eight, Big Bird. I call him Big Bird. That's what I call him. I don't know if anybody else calls him that, but I call him Big Bird. That's Big Bird. I love him. He's a lengthy. You need length. Coach, he really glued this team together, too. Don't be surprised to see this team make a Sweet 16 run. Don't be surprised. There's a lot of fight in this team, Scott. Scott, there's a lot of fight in this team. I'm telling you. Okay, I get it. There's a lot of grit, a lot of moxie, not too much of either. And that's the key here in the tourney. You want balance. You need a good ratio of grit to moxie if you want to succeed in advance. And I'm telling you, this team's got it. Put them on a scale. They're fit. They're walking did that tightrope. me and I went back to Twitter. They're walking that tightrope to success. Just watch this. Did you this find like freaks. a March Madness like Mad Lib? That's is this is just how, this is this is the script. That's the script that they all use. That's how it works. I've just convinced, no, I've convinced you to root average, for Duke. Uh, no, I think your your average sports fan does not pay attention to college basketball you're going to have people who are like hardcore into college basketball fans and those are like your kentucky fans like the uh, the family we know and love the sissels uh the sissels <laughs> in kentucky but but no because i don't start really paying attention because i dropped off really hard this year after florida state's kind of implosion after injuries and lack of play so i lost interest pretty quick um so i haven't really done any research until this past week or two when the bracket finally got released on sunday <laughs> so Yep, and it closes very quickly. It just gives everybody who doesn't know shit a chance to uh, make up shit as they go well, along. And that's the thing. This is all a crapshoot. It's pick a damn team and go for it. See? Hell, one, one of the, the brackets analysis I picked that you Longwood need. the whole thing. <laughs> one of the brackets I made, I made Longwood <laughs> winning the whole damn thing at this point. <laughs> well, that's what I'll get because since we are in March Madness, we do have to honor it. I want you all's final four predictions. Even if you're making up schools, let's get the final four predictions. Zoo, you're already scared and surprised. What's your final four prediction? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll go with the the Portland tortoises. Good, good. Oh, I love I love the tortoises. They got a they got a they got a really good big uh, big man. 
Good down guards. low. Mm-hmm. Senior leadership. Um, the Wichita Unicorns. Ooh, Ooh that's a sneaky <laughs> play. Number 14 seed. Oh. <laughs> the Fredericksburg Roosters. Oh, hometown Ooh. Homer. Look sneaky. at you. Oh, yeah. Sneaky pick. Bunch love, of gym rats on that team. Love my roosters. First go, one and last go, go, one my out. Roosters. <laughs> and the Sacramento Slugs. Oh. Let's go. Oh, I love Jabari. He's good. He's good for those slugs. <laughs> Scott, what is your final four? <laughs> Mine will actually have some real teams to it. Because <laughs> I, I, I have been watching this. Uh, my final Call me a liar? On... No, I don't see her a liar. Those I'm are all calling you teams. a truther. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> uh, my final four is UConn, uh, Baylor, Tennessee, and Iowa. Tennessee and Iowa. Yep. Wait, who's winning it? UConn. Those aren't cities. Yeah. Get out of here with your fake teams. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Just to make... I hope I, I hope I get invited back onto the show. Just to make some people happy, I have in my first bracket that I made, unlike Scott, you have four brackets in our pool. Yep, sure to do. Four brackets. Do you think any of them will win? Nope. Do you have different, I'm you 20, do you have I'm different winners in everyone's? No, it's, it's neither. I'm going to get... All four of them are going to get immediately destroyed within like the first two rounds and then <laughs> i'm just out 20 bucks for my final four i have memphis arizona auburn with jabari smith who is the number one nba prospect but go to our kentucky expert emily sissel and she spoke she spoke with her chest on this one about jabari smith and she spoke for her whole family she told me on behalf of the entire Sissel namesake, even the ones that don't know they're related, Jabari Smith overrated as fuck. Oh, shit. But I still got him. You heard it here first, but I still got him making it to the championship game. But congratulations, Sissels. They will be losing to Kentucky. <laughs> At least in this bracket. She just wants the most overrated person to lose to their family's team. That's right. You Wait, see me, how many brackets? You see me kissing eyes. <laughs> there are fourteen brackets in our pool so far. Four of which are mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys! Thank you so much for being here. Thankfully, nothing else insane has happened in the NFL, as far can as I, I can tell. About Wentz. What do you got about Wentz? So. Tomorrow is Wednesday, Ooh. and I love oh, how no. our organization is so dumb that they couldn't put that on a Wednesday. <laughs> and the second thing is, oh, my God. Like, he got off the plane. He met with Rivera, and the last thing that Rivera says in this video is, like, I just want you to know that you're coming somewhere you're wanted, and I'm really scared to click on the comment section. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> It's going to be bad. I felt, I honestly felt a little bad for Wentz because he was getting shit on from every direction after that trade. 
Everybody. Yeah. People that aren't fans of him, of aren't fans of the Commanders, aren't fans of the Colts, aren't fans of the Eagles. Everybody's shitting on him. Colts fans are shitting on Colts ownership shit on him. Where they said the report came out that Frank Reich had to apologize to Jim Irsay over wanting Carson Wentz on the team. Then we get oh, him. Yeah, he looks happy in these videos. He looks happy. He looks like a happy Prince Harry. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. my God! How did we not mention Amari Cooper being a Brown? Oh my gosh! See how much <laughs> madness is happening. Amari Cooper to the Browns. I even forgot about. I completely forgot about that. Completely against his will. <laughs> or what? Was it like a like a sixth round pick or something? Yes. That's it. <laughs> oh no they, they they definitely stole him so i think out of everybody in cleveland who would want to have deshaun going in there i feel like amari's like please bring deshaun to cleveland the one great success of washington is their media team and that's kind of what's good like that mock-up of wentz and the uniform was like oh that looks clean mm-hmm. don't make me buy a wentz jersey don't make me do it scott you've seen it from the start of the show to right now you see zoo and i slowly it's the it's the toxic it's the toxic toxicity it's just building toxicity <laughs> of the commanders the tears that, are drowning right word. that we have already talked ourselves like you give us another 10 minutes on this show and we will be buying chinese made commander's jerseys with wince on it It'll say oh, commander wince all right boys we are tempting fate before one of these fucking big news things spring up i on think us. that's why we're just pro- i think that's why we're prolonging this because we know as soon as we hang up something's gonna happen terrified i'm actually counting on it now oh there is something what do we have no what do we have fucking year sign chris godwin to three years 60 million <laughs> god damn it never <laughs> stops <laughs> Of course he does now that Brady's back. This is this is him. very um it's very foreboding of what McLaurin's contract is gonna look like. Oh we're gonna Oh yeah, we didn't even bring that up. Christian Kirk getting overpaid as hell by the Jaguars. Getting, He's not even a thousand yarder. And he got eighteen million a year. Dude, Jaguars have two first round picks again. Mm-hmm. They just got Brandon Sheriff. They just got Kirk. Like it's gonna be very interesting. Three years, no, sixty Doug million, with is, forty is... million guaranteed. Yeah, I, th- I think Jaguars are going to pull the Bengals next year. That's my hot take. Yeah, warm, no, because you got warm well, take. and then they they even got the uh, they got uh, Fadukazi the the, the D tackle. They got him. Um, Evan Ingram's down there now. Mm-hmm. Um, they got um, who? Fuck, what's his name? The linebacker from Atlanta that just left. Um. Alucun, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was the, the lead. He led the league in tackles last year with like just barely under 200 tackles last year. Yeah, watch them be What's, sneaky good. Watch the Jaguars be it, sneaky good. It would have been nice seeing him matched up with Miles Jack. Miles Jack is now a Steeler, so <laughs> there's that. We'll get Jeremiah's thoughts on that. Oh, fucking yeah, uh, Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. Ugh. Yay. Yeah. That's enough coverage for that. That's enough coverage for that. <laughs> What did Steve say? What do they call it? Mitchburg? Mitchburg? Mitchburg. We were calling him Mitchell Trubisky. It's a whole thing. Jeremiah's going to buy that shirt with True Chains on there with the number 10. Didn't uh, the Raiders get rid of their edge rusher? Well, they just signed Max Crosby to a huge deal, and they're letting go of um, Carl Nassib. Letting go of Carl Nassib. Yeah, they traded Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, the Raiders' defense is on my shit list because of what they did to Logan Thomas, and I had to watch that live. So, I mean, it just 
fuck everything about uh, that. That's right. They get that asshole back next week, next year. Jonathan Abram. I would just like to point out a fact with Carl Nassi really quick. They said that they're projected to get rid of him, I think, on June 1st. And if everybody was aware what June is, um, it's it's Pride Month. And I think that's a very bad move for the Raiders to do. Oh, I was going to say that's the same as Landon Collins because they, you free up more money that way because the way that the contracts go. So Landon right. Collins is like supposed to be released. Uh, yeah, that is bad timing, but I guess that's, that's the contracts have always been. Right. That's just not going to be good press. Also, how did the Saints free up $80 million in cap space without releasing a single player? Listen, listen, me and Reed have covered this multiple times. They have a printing machine for money down there in New Orleans. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they end up having money somehow. It's just how the cap space, it's how the salary cap works in general in the NFL. They it just kick the can down the line. It they doesn't just say, actually we'll pay you exist. Next year. It's just a concept. But when we kick the can, the can is our players. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. That's all I I'm got. Burning out. I'm burning before, out now. Before, I think before I think Twitter tells me something else. I just... think I think it's safe. I think it's safe. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the 323's March Madness. I think we're safe from any more madness. Once again, go listen to Animation Deliberation. Yeah. Me and Emily Sissel were on it recently, but Zahair Ali is on there every week. It's an awesome podcast, part of the Stranded Panda Network. Go check it out wherever you stream. And Scott Elia. You can check him out on the 323 Network all the time. He is always or, giving us great coverage. Or if you ever need auto insurance, call on the Geico one day. You might get to me. You might catch him. You might just catch him. Be careful, call John. Somebody else answers wrong number. Calls again wrong number. Calls again wrong <laughs> Give me Scott from the 323. <laughs> oh, and I am your host, Reed Murphy. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for listening. Enjoy all of your March Madness mayhem. Stay safe, everybody. Talk to you later.